This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Shift by Alberta Innovates. Our province is a hotbed of innovation. Now, in Season 2, Shift's hosts Katie Dean and John Hagen put the spotlight on Albertan innovators working to improve the world, one ripple at a time. Here's a taste of the Shift Podcast by Alberta Innovates. Make Shift by Alberta Innovates your next podcast binge. Join us as we take a deep dive with the people that are driving Alberta's 21st century economy. These global movers and shakers are working to solve today's challenges, create new opportunities, and build a healthy, sustainable, and prosperous future for Albertans today and for generations to come. Just when you think you know all about Alberta, we're here to shift your perspective. I don't know if I could stress this enough. We have a top three institution in arguably the most important technology in the entire world right now. We will prove a lot of people wrong by coming out of this even stronger. And the way we will do it is by finding ways to help businesses be cash flow positive and by willing to you know, find the ways that we can help. We're just starting to scratch the surface. And I mean, Calgary just this uh, last month announced the fact that they broke their record again for venture capital investment. And some of this is in fintech, some of this is in a whole bunch of different areas where we originally didn't even you know, have these types of core industries in Alberta. We have diversification in our DNA. We just... so about manifesting what you expect to have happen yeah right and you talked a little bit about that on previous podcasts yeah. and we're going to talk about that today it's magic yeah, yeah you got a magic <laughs> wand in the back you could tell it's happening in the future right? right but really like what was something that was like almost it felt like a big win for you during the pandemic where you're like you know what i'm glad we went with this decision and like maybe it was could have been more than one thing but if you could look back now and there's just that one thing you're never going to forget where like it felt like such a solid win and everyone was on the same page and it made you feel good about making that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that launching Skip during the pandemic was a really good move. We nice. did try our own, <laughs> our in-house delivery nice. where we were, we, I was so anti-delivery service because I didn't actually know that you could alter the or um, modify the menu items that you were going to be offering. So I didn't want people to be ordering smoothies. I didn't understand how it all worked. So yeah. I was like, we're not doing a delivery. We're not signing up with Uber. And smoothies are going to spill. It's not going to be right, a yeah, anymore. Waffles are going to be cold. So we'll yeah. just, we'll, we'll come up with a, a shorter version of our menu of menu items that we'll offer for delivery and we'll get our staff to deliver it themselves between certain windows. Mm-hmm. So we did the in-house delivery for about six weeks and it was well received. Um, just a little tricky because we had a certain window that they had to order in and then a window that they had to deliver that we would deliver in. So it was like an 11 or sorry, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. that you'd, you'd have to order and nobody's really thinking about what they want for lunch or like dinner yeah. in that window. So yeah. Um, for the most part, it was well-received, which made me think, okay, if we do sign up with some of these third-party delivery services, this could be even bigger. Mm-hmm. And it really did jumpstart or jumpkick our sales in the right direction. Um, and then from there, it just snowballed and sales continued to... And, and actually, the skip orders uh, were on skip, and they actually started to reduce, which is great because we give a, we give a 
a portion of yeah. your of your, yeah. your <laughs> that's all I have first like, we're just gonna try this yeah. on our own so I'm glad that but it, it was it was a big success in the beginning and then um I mean we still have that it's just not as um not a big portion of our business now yeah. which everybody's grateful for because yeah. nobody wants to lose money on that but uh that was a that was a I think yeah that was a really big win for sure yeah. and then I think just staying open in hindsight looking back staying open was the right decision. And when I think back to, I want to say it was a solid three to four weeks where I was, I wasn't sleeping. I would, every morning I would wake up. Should I close or should I, should we stay open every single morning? Like, what should I do? My girlfriend who was with me in Cologne at the time said, well, just sleep on it. Like I'm sleeping on it every single night. Yeah. <laughs> like keep waking up with the same, no real answer for both. Like, you know, no stay open, just kind of, you know, gray and, and then, you know, at the four week mark, I'm like, no, we're going to, we're going to do this together and yep. write it out. So big wow. win for just staying open. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. uh, it just shows how well you can look at a situation like that and be innovative and yeah. think outside the box. Yeah. Like, okay, well, what can we offer on top of what we're already offering? Right. Or skip kind of comes into play and then yeah. you, you start noticing the weeks are going by and you're like, okay, we're doing this thing. Yeah. You can start from that point looking back and start recognizing how can we continue improving this beast, right? Yeah. And as a segue, I just want for anyone who is hasn't shockingly heard of you before, <laughs> uh, they haven't paid attention, especially on a local basis in Edmonton, your story that stems from you know, having your first child at 15 and then going through um, multiple fam- uh, a family with multiple siblings where, uh, you know, you, you grew up with seeing drug addiction. Mm-hmm. You grew up in a capacity of, um, you know, always recognizing that no matter how much hardships you went through and it always felt like when the going got tough, uh, you just kept going. Mm-hmm. You understood that you were so much more capable of doing whatever it was that, like, you felt like life gave you. Right. And I want to know through... Um, staying positive and through manifestation, like how much that has been a pinnacle part of your your growth, even to this day. Like that could have just stopped. KB right. and Co could have stopped at one location, and even for you at that point, it could have just been, okay, Christina, wow, like look what you did. Yeah, you managed to like you know become a divisional manager of Quizzle at <laughs> such a young age, and 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 always always shoot for the stars. Yeah. Even that could have been like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Guess what I am now. But then even then, you're like, no, I want to run my own location. Oh, now I'm going to do multiple locations. It just keeps growing, yeah. right? Like this is like this is like the person that says they want to make the largest pizza and then they make a larger pizza <laughs> afterwards. Right. Yeah. So, where's where's this? Where is that for you? Like, what makes you hungry to keep this level of manifestation a part of you? And why does it not ever stop for you? Oh, that's a loaded question. There's so much around that. I I want to say though, I think that once you I think get into the manifestation process and you actually see it um, come true or it, you know, it, you watch it unfold the way that you had manifested, it becomes, like I said earlier, like magic where you feel like you can really do anything that you want just based, just based off of, you know, to keep it simple, dreaming. Dreaming is what I often um, relate it to. It's for me always at a very young age, always visualizing what kind of mom I would be, what kind of, you know, so when I got pregnant when I was 15, I kind of knew already, like, this is the kind of mom that I'm going to be when, you know, he's born and five and 10 and 15 and 20, 
We're going to be the best best of friends when he's 23. We are. I think he is. I think we are. I love that. Hey, if he's able to go to you for that quarter-life crisis and, and, no, and right. explain what's yes. going on, then clearly that's Calls, true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I think once you start, um, you know, watching it unfold, you there's no – the sky is like, you know, no, li- lo- no limit, really. The sky is the limit. Well, I mean, you're writing your own story, and I, I mm-hmm. love that. I find that you're not letting anyone or anything get in the way of the narrative that you're giving the life mm-hmm. you're living. Mm-hmm. And and when I when I see that, I understand. I'm sure other people understand. Where what happens when the barrier is too big, and 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 what do you do in those moments? Because I know you've explained in the past on air too, in, in previous episodes, in Sherry's episode, I believe, where you meditate and you really think on that. And and now I just want us to dig deep into okay. Well, what does meditation even mean? And what does manifestation really mean? Mm-hmm. If you could define those for yourself, mm-hmm. because I know for myself, I, I hear and know what it could look like on my end. I know right. everyone ticks differently right. and everyone you know does it in a different way. But guide us through like when you are manifesting, mm-hmm. what does that look like? You could like you could kind of dissect the detail of like you've been like all right, Christina. It's nine p.m. tonight. It's manifestation time, baby. Let's do this. That's you know, <laughs> but like let's guide me through that. Good. Okay. Well, I have a two-part uh, process of my my morning ritual, which is like a meditation side and then the manifestation side. I don't yes. meditate too long because I did that once. I don't know if I shared that with you, but I did that. I, I was meditating for upwards of like an hour a day for six months, and I was not myself. I was super zen and chill, um, which was great. I probably needed it, but I wasn't getting anything done. I had a very like, oh, the universe will provide. (laughs) People are like, how's that business coming along? I'm like, it'll come when it comes. People will come as they go. No problem. Right? Like looking for money. I'm like, it's going to show up somewhere. So So there's a balance. There's a balance for sure. So right now I, I would say I'm like about 10, 15 minutes of meditation, which is really just sitting there in silence and just catching my breath, just, just deep breaths, trying to limit in the thoughts. I still struggle with that. Thoughts are going to creep in. Just try to limit as many thoughts as you know, I can. And they're, they're rolling in fast. Um, so that's the first part of more of it, like a traditional meditation. And then the manifestation, which is what I get really excited to get into, um, is, is first of all, write out in my journal what, um, maybe it's just like I'm kind of manifesting how my day is going to unfold or what I'll be doing in one year or five years, what in five years I'm doing, um, specifically. So what my kitchen looks like and I'm grabbing my coffee from here. I've got this gorgeous coffee bar and I'm sitting in my, my dining room table and I'm, so I'm writing it out and I'm, and as I'm writing it out, I'm, I'm smiling and I'm really feeling the, emotion of it like I'm feeling it as if it's already happening mm-hmm. um if it's my day I'm, I'm writing up the same the same thing it's happened it's so again magic where I've written out today opportunities are going to present themselves today's going to this is going to unfold yada yada and it's all happened but one thing that I I think people get confused about with manifestation or like positive thinking or visualization is people tend to just like oh I think positive like I, I think yeah I'm going to get a raise or I want a raise or I want to make more money I think that all the time but do you really, do you really feel the emotion of it? Because that's when you attract the energy of it. Yeah. When you really sit in that, like, as if it's happening right now, and not praying or manifesting into the future. Because if you 
if you do that, you're you're constantly praying into future. If 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 I'm like praying for this to happen, it never really comes because I'm always praying for it. Yeah. You know, and for it to come. So I I manifest as if it's already happening. Like I am in charge of my life. This is what's going to unfold today. This is how things are going to look. I am going to be um, this is pre-KB. I will be, I can see myself serving smoothies. I can see the counter. It's white. It's gorgeous. I see myself handing somebody a smoothie. But I'm feeling the emotion, the excitement, and thrill of it. Yeah. And I think that's when, when manifestation takes Business Council of Alberta's podcast called Alberta Better explores how we co-create a society where everyone can thrive through the lens of business. So have you ever wondered what it takes to create a good life in an equally good society? One where people, business, and the environment can flourish? Well, that's what Alberta Better wondered. Alberta Better is a journey to understand what it takes to create a good life here in Alberta and how we as Albertans, businesses, and governments can shape our society so everyone prospers. Check out Alberta Better today to hear their latest episodes on C-suite executives and other business owners alike. I get so excited wow. talking No, I about love this. that. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. wanna, I need a so journal book right now or something to get mine <laughs> going. Right? right, yeah. But like, it's the way you explain that, and I find it's something that we need to pay more attention to, is when anyone decides to do this exercise, it's paying attention to the feeling. Yeah. Not necessarily the outcome. Right. The outcome, everyone right. wants to be uh, able to know what that looks like. Okay, yeah. great. Right. This is what it's going to look like. How are you going to feel when it's in front of you? Right. And that's something I really like that you captured because I can't help but take that back into context when I'm speaking with my clients, with mm-hmm. with their, their fitness goals or like right. what they want to accomplish with their overall health. Right. Everyone is always going, okay, well, I want to lose weight. Yeah. I want to look good. Yeah. And then that's fair. That's right. great. That's, right. You want to do that. That's a good goal. But what is that going to do for you? Right. When you lose weight, how are you going to feel? Right. Then already through them answering that to your point, they're feeling it. They're understanding, wow, like I'm going to feel like I could look in the mirror again. Yeah. I'm going to feel like my kids are, are going to stop saying I have a dad bod. Like, right. just like, <laughs> like, but little triggers. Right. They're like little mini intrinsic motivators that the moment yeah. that alarm clock goes up, Christina – Boom, I'm going to shoot right up. I'm going to remember how this thing I'm chasing is going to make me feel. Totally. And it allows people through through the way you just Mm -hmm. very beautifully explain the exercise. It allows them to like chase something. Totally. And I find for you, um, I'll ask. I don't want to just guess or predict anything. But like in life, are you, do you always feel like you're chasing towards something or you're getting chased? I would say that I'm. I'm chasing towards something. And then what that something is for you, is it a very particular thing right now in your life, now now that you look back on, like, how powerful manifestation has been for you? Or are you kind of okay, like, you you understand what wave you're riding out on right now? Or, like, do you know exactly how this final wave is going to end up looking? (laughs) Like, are we talking like KB and Co. Well, movie? Are we going Universal Studios? We're are we... definitely doing a movie. We're definitely <laughs> like where the let's Universal, take it I somewhere. I love it, Hollywood. Here I come. I love it. Um, Next J Lo. Right, yeah. Wow, thank you. I love J Lo. I remember yeah. you told yeah. me, so I had to, I had to add J-Lo, that in yeah. somewhere. Yeah, perfect. Um, I 
I would say now I know exactly where I'm going and it all makes sense. But but just anything that I've ever wanted, I get because I because I just want it. And I I I again live through the emotion of like having it. So when I have my Quiznos franchise um, and I wanted this director of operations title, I was chasing after and I was I was dreaming and playing out what it would look like with me doing it. Like I, I had, you know, what kind of bag I had around my shoulder. I knew I was on a plane. I was, I could see myself on a plane. So yeah. I really played that out over and over until the guy's like, yeah, you got the job. I'm like, well, it's about time. I can yeah. start actually. So I think there have been times in the last, oh, like 20 years for sure, where you don't really know where this is all leading. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I, you know, I, I, you know, got a Quiznos franchise. So, well, I know, but you know, you don't really know what this is leading up to. But I, to have a Quiznos franchise, so be a franchisee and then work on the corporate side um, as a director of operations and then go, you know, go over to Booster Juice and work in operations there and then have a four-year short gig doing leasing. Like all of these things mm-hmm. just have like really helped my success today, right? It's, it's been a huge it, part of creating it, it, KB Absolutely, and yeah. Knowing what I know um, and all the experience that I have, it... It just makes sense. It makes so much sense. I respect that a lot because it's even before when we talked about how you were saying before we went live where you, you find it funny when people ask you when did this all start? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. well, literally the day I was born, <laughs> yeah. right? But I find yeah. everyone needs to factor in something. Yeah. They need to factor in every single piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And every single piece of the puzzle is a piece of your life and something you've done with it yeah. and the experiences you've had to help shape whatever decisions you make and what you actually want to do with your life. Totally. That could be your career. That could be who you choose to be with your partner in life. That could be yeah. the 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 kids you're bringing into this world and the world views you want to shape. Totally. For them to yeah. now make easy, conscious decisions for them yeah. to say yes and for them to say no, yeah. based off the values they have. Yeah. And I just see how, based off what you said, you genuinely respect so much of your past experiences. Yes, I do. And yeah. and no matter if they were good or they were bad, mm-hmm. you respect it so much because they're a piece of the puzzle of what you've done with your current vocation. Totally. And yeah, I would agree. I'm a big, big believer in everything happens for a reason. The, 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 the negative, the positive, all of it, it all happens for a reason. So I, and we need more people to think like that, right? If it, I could be sitting here choosing not to even acknowledge all of these things that I've done over the last 20 years have really helped me today some people don't think about that right I remember you know 10 years ago going you know thinking why am I doing this job like where is this going to leave me not really knowing where this is where this is going um but all experiences for sure both negative and positive right it's it's the story you're you're writing for yourself again Mm -hmm. back to that right like I find that I mean if, if you can if for anyone listening to this who always feels like they've criticize themselves or they've allowed themselves or others to tell them that you can't do that you're you, you you're you're you've gone through so much traumatic experiences how can you be a role model for others like that mm-hmm. you need to look and feel and be like this and sometimes that's that's a dialogue that's happening in their head yeah and people tell themselves oh like i've been homeless or oh i've been brought up by a bad family or oh i'm i'm not worthy enough to to be someone like her, to be like Christina, right. but little do they right. know, right? Yeah, like know. The, the, that's why that, the story yeah. and the, the vulnerability you showed in the previous 
a podcast you were in. Yeah. Like I always, for anyone listening to this and you haven't listened to it, stop, play, like pause <laughs> it and listen to the backstory. Because I know we, you yeah. and I agreed. We're not just yeah. going to repeat that. Yeah. That's all for, for that episode. And we'll share that link. Yeah. But now, I mean, if you can add to maybe letting us know, like what should someone, what are the first few steps someone should make in in recognizing that they want to make the changes yet they're so fearful of like where to start because there's so much change that needs to be done right it's there's so much rewiring that has to be done and i don't know if you felt like that or it was easy for you or if it was always kind of a challenge and through some of those challenges you noticed Mm -hmm. some things you did Mm -hmm. that just made it easier to go from here up to here Mm -hmm. or it might have been that stepping stone system but you knew that you're trying to get out of something you don't know where exactly it's going to take you but you know you don't want to live like this anymore yeah that this this circumstance that you had no control over being in yeah and that that's what i'm kind of setting in on here christina is like a lot of people they get born in the situations that they didn't deserve to be in right right so for you i mean bringing this on to others what were some of those hoops and valleys you knew you went over um like through those experiences what did you do? What was kind of like that rewiring you did? Well, specifically, really just surrounding myself with positive people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. I mean, if you're if you're current, you know, you want to do big things and you want to change, you know, things about yourself or um, get into business or whatever that looks like for you, start surrounding yourself around people who are in business and who are positive or who live sort of the, the life that you aspire to live. I think that was a big thing for me. And it's really, really hard when you come from a family system that's negative and, and you're, you kind of buy into that. Like I had to, I had to cut out the majority of my family in order to live the life that I wanted to live. Um, and it's tough because you get, you get stuck on that. They're relic like that. They're I'm blood related They're It's my mom or it's my sisters. You like you, you feel like you need to still, um, I guess, be involved in their lives somehow, but if it's not positive and it's not making um, you feel good, you need you need to you need to cut that tie and start surrounding yourself around positive people. And that was really big for me is just just putting myself in positive environments and situations. So yeah, well, that would be the first step. Yeah, step say. one: yeah. just step one. assess who you're around right now, yeah. even if it's blood related, even if it's family. Yeah, are they doing you good? Oh, 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 oh,